acne. Hairs popping up. Body odor. Mood swings. Cracking voices. First periods. It's puberty. And we've got to talk about it. So let's talk about that now. Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Welcome back to Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, episode 91. Today, we are talking about how to talk to your kids about puberty. Ah, yes. That rite of passage right out of childhood. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is, like, sad and terrifying. (laughs) is you know it's just one of those parenting moments that's unavoidable but kind of cringy yeah right it's part of the natural parental progression like our kids that's why we're we're raising kids that grow up and become self-sufficient adults which means they have to go through this but ah. i know it's it's all part of the goals and the process but it's just like Oh, do we have to go through this? So, Steph, how did your parents handle the puberty talk? Mom and Dad, I love you. But we did not talk about it. I was going to say, I said some butt coming. (laughs) No, we didn't talk about it. How about you, Michelle, and your parents? (laughs) Well, I was raised by a family doctor. So we talked about it uh, in detail with uh, biology books. I was well-informed at about age nine. (laughs) I knew knew everything. everything. <laughs> I, I just imagine little nine-year-old Michelle like uh-huh. saying all sorts of vocabulary words yeah. with her little girlfriends <laughs> that they were all like, what are you talking about? Exactly. You, I remember, I I remember, I remember like little pointer stick. Yeah. Like here is your yeah. biology lesson today. <laughs> exactly. I, I remember answering so many questions about periods and, and stuff for my friends because their parents weren't talking to them. Yes. Yeah. Well. I, mean, I remember cringing and not wanting to have that conversation. But then when they opened that book and we started that dialogue, I was so curious and it was really good to talk about it and, and have those questions answered. Yeah. Well, uh, Michelle, even despite all of you thinking Michelle might be an expert on this topic, she really isn't. And I am also not an expert. So we are going to hear from an expert in this episode about how to talk to your kids about puberty. But first, let's get to some puberty facts. According to Cleveland Clinic, puberty is the time in your child's life where they transition from a child to an adult. Special hormones are produced and released that trigger the signs of puberty. Your child will go through Five stages of puberty, and by the end of the process, they'll have reached sexual maturity. For both boys and girls, stage one is, pu- this is a hard word, Steph, pre-pubertal. <laughs> Again, not an expert, but basically there are no visible changes. That all starts in stage two. So stage two for boys happens typically between the ages of nine and 14, and they experience genital development growth of sparse hair around their penis and under their arms, and an increase in height that's typically about two to two and a half inches per year, which could bring growing pains. Stage three is typically ages 10 to 16, where more genital growth happens. Wet dreams can begin, 
more hair, continued height growth, sweating, which can lead to body odor, vocal changes, and increased muscle mass. But wait, there is more. Oh, yay. Stage four (laughs) is when puberty hits full stride. Between the ages of 11 and 16 years, boys experience more penis growth and changes, body hair growth that reaches adult levels, a peak growth spurt that averages nearly four inches per year, crazy, development of acne, and continued cracking of the voice. Now, the final phase, age or stage five, uh, puberty ends in this stage. Boys finish their growth and physical development. Many may not develop facial hair until this step in the process and more hair in other places. Most <laughs> so boys, much hair. Yes. Most <laughs> boys finish growing by age 17, but some may continue growing through their early 20s. Whew, all right. Well, for girls, stage two is between the ages of eight and 13. And girls typically experience their breasts beginning to bud and areolas enlarging, pubic hair appears, height increases by about two and three quarters inches every year. In stage three, physical changes speed up. So between the ages of nine and 14, girls will see continued budding of the breasts. Underarm underarm hair begins to grow and pubic hair continues to grow. A growth spurt of more than three inches per year can occur. Skin becomes oilier and acne develops. And just like boys, stage four is puberty in full stride and hits between 10 and 15. Breasts continue growing. Nipples start to protrude. Pubic hair is all there. Growth may continue at the rate of about two and three quarters inches per year. Problems with acne may continue. Periods typically start around age 12, but are usually around the same age as the girl's mom and sister's periods began. Some girls, especially those with disordered eating, may start their period later. Stage five is the final phase. Development typically ends in this stage. Girls reach physical adulthood. Most girls attain their peak height by age 16, but some continue growing through age 20. Okay, Steph, uh, we were just changing their diapers. (laughs) I'm not okay with all of this. Now we're talking about penises and areolas and pubic hair. So much hair. Oh, my God. It, it, it is wild, this parenthood journey, right? It starts and you just feel like you're never going to get out of the diaper stage. And then before you know it, you haven't bought a box of diapers in years right. and you're buying pads. Yeah, you're your talking child. about wet dreams. It's like, you know, good times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There is just a lot of development that happens. Uh, and actually, back in our episode about the teenage years, that's what our expert said, is that you don't see the level of change like you do from zero to five. And it's similar to those teenage years, which is oftentimes when puberty happens for so many of our kiddos. So right. and, and those lists were talking about the outside changes. But, you know, on the inside, there are so many changes happening, too, with their emotions and mood swings and yeah. Yeah. All of that also. Yeah. It's just well, fun. Well, Michelle and I have already claimed not expert in this yep. topic. Not it. And it's a little bit of an awkward topic to talk about. So we asked an expert to weigh in and give us some advice. Hi, my name is Dr. Nadia Day. I work at Pediatric Associates in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been a general pediatrician for the last 15 years. And these are my best tips on talking to your kids about puberty. Uh, My first tip is know your audience. How does your kiddo learn best? So 
you have a kid that wants to know all the details and is going to have all the questions and wants to know how it's going to feel, what's going to be changing, why is this happening? Um, those are the kids that you're really going to want to be prepared with lots of details um, and really sit down and, and, and go over everything. Or do you have a kid that wants to know all the details but is really too embarrassed to talk to you about it in person, is not going to ask you any questions? Um, those are the kids where you want to have a good introduction, establish that open dialogue, and then provide them with a good book um, that kind of goes over some of the changes and check in um, after every chapter or two and see if they have any questions and kind of go over some of the main points. So Dr. Day is a friend of mine. She's a mom of three kids and an incredible doctor. She was actually staff on the cover of Phoenix Magazine's Top Doctors issue a couple of years ago, which is pretty hey, cool. You do- hey, yay. <laughs> hey, hey, Dr. Day. And I love what she has to say. Steph, are your girls in the tell me everything or I don't want to hear this category? Well, you know, I have three girls. Uh, I'd say that I have a mixture. Okay. I have a couple that are like, I will hear all of this. And then one that's like, Practically putting her fingers in her ears. Yes. <laughs> I have two in the tell me everything category. <laughs> Ooh, that's because they're being raised by a, a doctor grandpa. Yes. yes, I'm probably mimicking what I experienced growing up. And just we started the conversation so early. Um, yeah. And my my philosophy is I always want to be the source of information. So yeah. if you know, if they hear about it from me before they hear about it at school, then they'll come back to me to verify what they're hearing yeah. um, or they're already know the truth about something. So I, you know, I've started early. So we have those conversations. A lot. Yeah. Well, I will say even outside of my family, uh, I host and lead a fifth grade girls book study uh, in the spring of their fifth grade year. It's uh, it's when my girls are in fifth grade, it's a group of their friends and uh, I did, I've only done this so far once because I now this year have a fifth grader and we'll do it a second time over. But we do talk about some of these topics. Um, it was kind of unintentional. I picked a book that I thought was going to be really great. It was not about puberty, but there's a portion about puberty. Michelle, yeah. it was the most hilarious kind of conversation because I legitimately taught these gals how to use a tampon um, <laughs> in the book study. And I I kid you not, I had one girl in the corner with the, her fingers in her ears, like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and then multiple of them just like leaning in, like, show me more. How does that work? <laughs> That's awesome. It, it's just so funny how people, kiddos are just so different, you know, even, even if they're in the same home. You know uh, what? Like and I bet example. there's some grateful parents out there that are glad you had that conversation because you know, not every parent's comfortable with it. I, I think they were thankful for it. Uh, this is why I only sign up to do it for my children when their friends group is in fifth grade. I'm not going to be signing up for it, those conversations repeatedly with other people, but um, I'll, 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 I'll take one for the team a couple times <laughs> over. Uh, well, uh, there's also the I never want to have ever have anything to do with this camp. And Dr. Day has some advice on that, too. Those are the kids that I like to really just stick to the basics. This is what's happening with your body. Um, this is what we're going to do to keep your body healthy. This is all very normal. So an example of that would be like, hey, buddy, you probably have noticed that your body's changing a little bit and you're starting to get a little bit stinky every day. Um, so we're going to make sure that you're showering every day. I've got a special soap in your shower. Make sure you're washing underneath your armpits. Um, we're also going to have a deodorant that you're going to put 
um, underneath your arms every single day. Let's put it by your toothbrush in that way. Remember to put it on every day. I'm just sticking kind of to the facts. Just the fa- facts, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Just it. the facts. Just nothing more. Nothing, nothing more. Um, yeah. You know, this is inescapable, this conversation. I mean, you have to live with these hormonal, hairy, stinky big kids slash almost adults. <laughs> You're going to have to talk about this. I love the whole, like, let's put their deodorant next to the toothbrush. Like, so it's top of mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going to have to have these conversations, whether we want to or not. My second tip is to make sure that you appear comfortable when you're chatting about this. I get it. This is not the most comfortable topic for most people to to talk about. Um, But if you look uncomfortable when you're talking about it, your child's not going to want to come to you. Um, So you really want to make sure that you're you're establishing a really open dialogue, making sure that they know that you're comfortable talking to them um, and and answering any questions. Um, Another tip along that line would be don't be sad about it. Or I guess don't appear to be sad about it. We're all going to be a little sad when our babies are growing up, but um, making sure that they know, hey, this is a normal process. This is great. This means your body's working healthy and this is what it's supposed to be doing. Um, And save that sadness for when you're not in front of them. Steph, do you think you're going to cry at any point in this process? Oh, for sure. I mean, I am definitely at all the stages right now with three children in this and there have been some tears. Like at a like morning childhood or frustration, <laughs> all of the above, <laughs> and empathy too. You know, I think there is a level of like their bodies are changing and they don't even know what to do with themselves sometimes, and so their tears like oftentimes warrant my like empathetic tears. Like I know it's so hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 an interesting. Uh, journey that we all walk through. But uh, well, Dr. Day does have a couple more tips for us too. My third tip would be to uh, make sure that you are using the anatomically appropriate name for their body parts. So just like you would do that with every other body part, you want to do that with their private parts too. Um, and that way they know that, hey, this is not gross. This is not shameful. These are normal body parts that are supposed to be changing. My fourth tip is to start early. So even if your kiddo isn't starting to show signs of puberty, their friends may be. Um, It's important for them to know that, hey, what's going on with your friend may be normal for them. um, And you're going to have these changes happen in your own time and your body is developing normally for you. Or your sibling. As we all remember, we talk about this. Yes. And I didn't have any siblings. No, it was the girls at school. (laughs) It was the girls at school. (laughs) And my parents. I always had people ask me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, we have one final tip from Dr. Day. Do not forget those well child checks. And my fifth and final tip um, is to make sure that you're doing your yearly well checks with your pediatrician. This is the most important time, in my opinion, to make sure that you're you're doing yearly well checks. Not only can we find things that are pop that pop up um, during puberty, but we can help guide you and your child. So I typically during this time like to talk about the changes that are happening, make sure that you and your child know that these are completely normal if they are normal. Um, And then I like to prep both of you on what to expect in the future. So what's going to happen over the next six to 12 months and how you and your child can help keep them healthy with their changing bodies. So definitely make sure that you are keeping up with those well checks because your pediatrician is there to help. Okay. When I asked Nadia, I mean, Dr. Day, if she would give Mm -hmm. us these tips for this episode, she said, yes, 
That's what I do all day. So don't forget, moms, this is literally your pediatrician's job. Make sure you loop them in and ask questions. There's nothing too weird. They've heard it all. And I feel like I've heard it all today, too. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I'm think feeling we'd a little spending, sweaty. Yeah. Didn't think we'd be spending today talking about pubic care so much, did you? No, I definitely did not. <laughs> Uh, but all of these changes are worthy of celebration. Our kiddos are growing up and becoming adults just as they're supposed to. And we get a front row seat to all of it. The mood swings, the acne, the voice cracking. And even if it's uncomfortable, there's still a lot to celebrate about those healthy, changing bodies. So don't forget to pull out some ice cream to celebrate or commiserate and just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.